안녕하세요. Good morning, good morning. My dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador peace. 안녕하십니까. Today I will go, uh, uh, tomorrow, uh, I will go to the Los Angeles seminar for uh, three days from today. So I end up recording morning devotion. I ask for your understanding. Today I'd like to talk about the path of life for all humankind from True Mother's Anthology, Volume 2. Let's uh, start it. The path of life for all humankind. On the day that the hearts of men and women can take hold of God's true love, we will be inspired to sing and dance for tens of thousands of years. The state of intoxication with God's true love is so wonderful. Alcohol or drugs pale to nothingness in comparison. A person can call on any being under heaven and it will respond. Just the sight of water flowing in a river will inspire us to sing for a thousand years. In heaven, even a simple whisper will convey unfathomable tenderness. Everything will have been accomplished, so there will be no need for treasures of gold or anything like that. From this perspective, the value of human beings is that we are in the position of owners who can commune with the universe through true love and feel the sensations of love. Fulfilling this is the path of life that humanity travels. Until now, people have known relatively little about the spirit world. It is a world where people are recognized depending on how closely they followed God's principle of existence, the principle of living for the sake of others. A world built on this content is the ideal kingdom of heaven. This is the original homeland for which all humankind searches. Today, we live as fallen people who have been expelled from our homeland. So it is our destiny to return there. However, we cannot do this on our own. God has worked through history to resolve this problem by establishing numerous religions in accordance with the different cultural backgrounds respecting the customs and traditions of various nations. God has done this so that human beings would have a path to find their way back. Religion is the training ground where we can cultivate the qualifications that enable us to return to our homeland. In accordance with the cultural background of each region, God is guiding us toward one united world religion that can advance us to higher ground. Yeah, thank you. One more. Since religion is supposed to lead us to this homeland, it has to teach us how to live for others. The more advanced a religion is, the more it emphasizes the principle of living for others with humility and modesty. Religion teaches us to exalt all people and to live for others in service and sacrifice. Let us make the new millennium an age of true peace and true ideals in which people will practice the way of true love. I hope 
we will recover the value of true original human beings, establish true families, and live for others eternally, centering on God and true parents. May your families and country be filled with an ever-increasing abundance of God's love and blessings. Thank you very much. Yes. When the heart of a man and women can take a hold of God's true love, we will be inspired to sing and dance for tens of thousands of years. Wow, what kind of world it is. The state of intoxication with God's true love is so wonderful. Alcohol or drugs appeal to nothingness in comparison. Just the sight of the water flowing in a river will inspire us to sing for a thousand years. In heaven, even a simple whisper will convey on a fathomable uh, tenderness. Everything will have been accomplished. So there will be no need for treasures of gold or you know, or that, anything like that. The world that occupies true love is on unimaginably beautiful and mystical world like this. So compared to this, how is the level of our love, our love today? What kind of the quality of love do you have? Your love, how much it can really influence people? When we think about this, we realize how much of a miserable position we fell to due to the human fall. That's why all religions cannot but teach us to live for the sake of others. Therefore, the higher the religion, the more they emphasize the principle that we must live for the sake of others and teach us to be meek and humble. They teach people to stand in a position that exalts all people and sacrifice for and serve them. But the important thing is that it does not just, just end in a life simply living for the sake of others and being meek and humble. Still, that is not enough. But all mankind, all of mankind, must find true original value centered on God, true parents, and create true blessed families that are one with the parents of heaven and earth. Everybody need to receive blessing. Everybody have to be blessed families, not just only live for the sake of others. You need to change blood lineage, right? Therefore, centered on God and true parents, we must welcome the era of the true peace and the true ideal of heaven in which we eternally live for the sake of others and practice the way of true love. Very beautiful guidance given by our true mother. Living divine principle, the reason God did not intervene in the fall of the first human ancestors. Let's just study EDP. The reason God did not intervene in the fall of the first human ancestors, God being omnis omniscient and omnipotent, must have known about the deviant acts of the first human ancestors, which were leading to their fall. 
Why then did God not intervene to prevent the fall? To make human beings the lords of creation. If God were to intervene in the lives of human beings who are still in the state of immaturity, they would be unable to fulfill their responsibilities and acquire God's creative nature, failing to qualify as rulers of all things. Consequently, it was in order to bless human beings as the lords of creation that God did not interfere in the falling acts of immature human beings. Yeah. Also, all the tears God shed for us became an endless sea. Let's, uh, uh, let's read. There was a reason that God couldn't interfere with the fall of human beings. You have to know his heart. It is quite difficult to understand the reason God didn't intervene in the fall of human beings theoretically. Furthermore, it is much more difficult to understand it at heart. However, your heart will not be united with the heart of God unless you experience the anxious heart that God couldn't intervene in the fall of human beings, even though he was watching people were walking the eternal path of death. From such a viewpoint, fallen people are like undutiful children, unfilial children before God. If those children who are supposed to work hard for their own responsibilities and succeed, make their parents be worried and sigh by their uh, dissipated and in e and uh, irresponsible actions, they would be fallen people like uh, undutiful children. Therefore, by understanding the reason God did not intervene in the fall of human beings, clearly we have to live a life of faith that we can offer happiness and honor without hurting deeply the heart of God. <clears throat> Today's youth ministry heaven works according to our mindset. Let's study. What should we focus our life on? As we usher in the era of Chanukuk, what should we focus our life on? We must know that now is the age of attendance. It is no longer the age of faith. Now, it is not the age when we believe in God but the age when our minds find peace by attending God 24 hours a day. It is the age in which we find peace by first attending God internally in our hearts and then by attending each other as we attend God through human relationships. Until now, fallen human beings have lived without knowing who the subject partner of attendance is. But True parents came to this earth representing God, manifesting as a subject partner of love, and showed us a life of attending God. True parents are the messiahs of love who came as the subject partners of love and resurrected our original hearts. True parents are the ones who activated our long, worried, and barren hearts like a gushing spring. That is why. It even teaches us in the family pledge that we are to become filial sons and daughters who attend God and true parents. <laughs>
Yeah. Now, as we usher in the era of the channel what should we focus our life on? We must know that now is the age of attendance, right? It is no longer the age of fate. In the age of the attendance, we need to leave placing emphasis on shojong, the filial heart. It is now age in which we find peace when we attend God in our heart 24 hours a day while living together with him. It is an age when we attend peace by first attending God within ourselves and through the such lifestyle and experience, next horizontal, horizontally in all human relationship, we serve each other just as we serve God. What is the great uh, things about true parents? True parents came to this earth and directly showed us and practice how to live attending the invisible God and through the, their own lives. True parents show the invisible God as the visible God. This is really amazing. Really, our true parents are really amazing. Our true father describes so well who God is. What kind of character does he have, right? And he also talking about the relationship between God and human being, inseparable relationship. Wow, I really admire throughout the human history, any saints and sages who really teach God in such detail and describe so well. And then he, you know, through parents show us how to attend God, even though he's invisible God. He knows how to attend God. It is really truly incredible. Also, Jesus also showed that kind of example. Just as Jesus said, He who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show the Father? True parents have directly shown us God through their lives. It is really, really beautiful. That's why seeing true Father, like seeing God, Seeing true mother, like seeing and God, true parents of the Messiah of love, who came as the subject pattern of love and resurrected our original heart. True parents are the ones who taught us how to activate our long worried and barren hearts, like, you know, uh, what's a gushing spring. That's why in my life, I really grateful. Our true father, true mother, most. Why? If I do not know principle, if I do not know true parent, I do not know who God is. Right? I'm really grateful to true parents because he told me who is God. He told me God's sorrowful heart. He told me what's the human for. Not just only teaching and teaching and teaching divine principle. He saved me through blessing. And he gave me my wife. He gave me my three children. He gave me already five, <laughs> you know, grandchildren. I don't know how can I pay back. It is really incredible. Prabhupada showed me. How to attend God 
That's why I'm telling you that through parents, the parents of the parents, he's a teachers of the among teachers. He's the owner of the among all owners. That's why surely he must be the Messiah. Incredible. How much do you appreciate true parents? Next. Serve others with the heart of serving true parents. The reason fallen people have suffered worries and mental pain until now is because they have become unfilial children who left God. Therefore, the way we must go is to become filial sons and daughters who attend God and true parents. Then all problems will be resolved. The Bible tells us to be humble and consider others better than ourselves. Then our minds will be in peace. Do not be arrogant. Do not assert ourselves. This is how the Bible has shown fallen man the spirit of attendance through many lessons. What kind of attitude do we need to have first? It is the attitude of serving true parents. If I serve others with the heart of serving true parents, fulfill my own responsibilities well, do not have resentment and complaints against others, but just silently do my own work, then God will lead me. Yeah. Just like the prodigal son in the Bible on filial children who leave their parents suffer, you know, severe mental pain as a child, the more you deep, the more you keep away from your parents, nothing in life gets resolved, and you always get stuck in something, and misfortune will come to you. Any misfortune, you know, that kind of, you know, the problems actually originally come from where? Originally come from where? Originally come from unfilial piety. All misfortune come from unfilial piety. You know, that's why I'm saying that as your child, the more you keep away from your parents, nothing in life gets resolved. And you always get stuck in something, don't know what's going on. What's wrong with me? What happened to me? What this kind of misfortune come to me? Actually, everything comes from unfilial heart, unfilial piety. The reason fallen people have suffered worries and mental pain until now is because they have become unfilial children who left God. Therefore, the way we must go is to become filial sons and filial daughters of attend God and true parents. Therefore, if we have the filial heart towards heaven, all problems will be resolved again. If we have a filial heart toward heaven, all problems will be resolved. If we have a heart of the filial piety that serves heaven, those results will immediately appear even horizontally in human relationships. 
The Bible tells us to be humble and consider others better than ourselves. Then our minds will be in peace. Do not be arrogant. Do not assert ourselves. This is how the Bible has shown fallen men the spirit of attendance through many lessons. What kind of attitude do we need to have first? It is the attitude of the serving true pattern, serving God. If I serve others with the heart of the serving true parents and heavenly parents, fulfill my own responsibilities well and do not have resentment and complain against others, but just silently do my own work, then God will lead me. When I stay with Reverend Johanny, he's one thing is continuously emphasizing that as long as you keep filial heart. And based on this attitude, God handle everything. That's why as a human being, as a children of God, most important thing is you need to keep the attitude of the filial heart. I try to serve him, try to attend him. As long as you keep that kind of filial heart and filial attitude, God does everything. However, fallen man doesn't have this kind of filial heart. Always rebel and against and oppose and, you know, this fallen nature, easily rebellious. Right? Easily complain. No vertical alignment. No vertical heart, which is a filial heart. Next. Heaven works according to our mindset. Our mindset is important. It means that if our attitude is to cherish and maintain the mind to serve heaven, heaven will automatically guide us. In other words, God works and guides us according to our mindset. Therefore, many believers come to realize through experience that as long as we do not destroy our heart of attending heaven, the spirit world will take responsibility and guide us. If I cherish the word and try to put it into practice with the heart of serving, God is bound to teach me and guide me in detail. The only thing you need to be careful of is that no matter what the situation, do not imitate others, do not complain, and do not feel like it is unfair, even if you ex experience unjust things. Yeah. In our life of faith, the things that is more important than anything else is our mindset. When have you experienced God and guiding you? When you have a heart of the filial heart, filial piety that cherishes and attends heaven, anyone can experience God guiding them. So as long as you have the filial heart, filial piety, God directly intervene you. This is amazing experience. I always have this kind of experience. Truly love God, truly serving God, truly attending God. As long as I keep back on the filial heart and God give me incredible inspiration, whenever I ask something, he always giving me answer. 
and then keeping me that and go this way, go that way, don't go that way. Try as long as now is the era of the filial piety, filial heart, attendance, right? As long as you have that kind of the heart of the attendance, heart of the shoujong, God directly intervene you. Now, this is a really different time. In the past, just only believe, 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 you know, out of the fate of the Jesus. Now, different time. As long as you have a heart of the filial heart and filial piety, God directly intervene you. When God looks, uh, looks at us, he looks at our mindset, the attitude of our heart, attitude of our shoujang, as long as we do not destroy our heart that always try to attend heaven vertically, the spirit world will take responsibility and guide us. In this way, the mindset of the shoujang can bring about amazing miracles, nothing impossible. Not just only believe, not just only faith. You know, shojong, nothing, <laughs> nothing impossible. Shojong can create amazing miracles, incredible miracles. This is the power of the shojong. Now is the era of the shojong, my brothers and sisters. If we just have the heart of the shojong, God will definitely intervene. If we really try to attend God and from bottom of our heart with a longing heart, the spirit world cannot help but assist you, assist us. Therefore, each time we face horizontal circumstances, do not destroy the heart of the shojong toward the center. And no matter what the situation, do not imitate others, do not complain, and do not feel like it is unfair, even if you experience unjust things. My brothers and sisters, God is walking according to attitude. What kind of attitude? Attitude of a shoujong. You have a shoujong, and then God feels that you are my filial son. Okay, your belonging is my belonging. My belonging is your belonging. Your thought is my thought. My thought is your thought. Shojang really create incredible miracles. That's the power of Shojang. God is working according to our mindset. Okay, next one. The spirit world guides us with our dreams. If anyone thinks that something is unfair, Darkness enters their hearts. If you are moved by the word and put it into practice, the spirit world will surely praise you, or you will bathe in clear water, or you will dream of being happy in a flower garden. If you are moved by the word and rejoice, you will see yourself in a dream jumping and playing with joy with a liberated heart in a natural garden. Seeing dirty or muddy water in a dream or falling into a flood foreshadows that you will go the wrong way when you are persecuted by your opponent. Do you know how much the spirit world cares about us? They warn you through dreams, fearing that you will be disappointed if you are suddenly persecuted. Thank you, Heavenly Honey.
In the age of the providence of restoration, the spirit will guide you through dreams. The one who guides us before we face difficulties or great trials is the spirit world. And after we do good things, the spirit world cheers us up with joy, giving praises such as you did well or you used your beautiful heart well is because the Holy Spirit who cooperates with us guides us. So during the course of the providence of restoration, the spirit world appears and guides and testifies to many fallen people on the path of goodness. There was a time when a devout Christian believer cried and prayed, asking why the Lord of the second coming did not come to this earth. Then one day in the spirit world, the spirit said to him, go and visit Champadong and go and visit Bomildong, leading him to meet true parents. Yeah, really amazing. We usually live a good life of faith. However, when we face unfair things, we feel resentful towards the other person, right? Whether you did well or not, when you something in unfair darkness will enter your heart. In life of faith, when we trial and test comes, you must overcome them well. On the contrary, if you are moved by the word and put in, into practice, the spirit world will surely praise you, or you will uh, bath in clear water, or you will dream of being happy in a flower garden, seeing dirty or muddy water in a dream, or falling into a flood you know, uh, for shadows that you might be shocked when you are persecuted by your opponent. So the spirit world shows you beforehand. God always cares about each one of us. And through the spirit world, he shows us approaching things beforehand through dreams and guide us to have the right mindset. The one who guides us before we face difficulties or great trial is the spirit world. And after we do good things, the spirit world cheers us and up with joy. Therefore, in our life of faith, my brothers and sisters, we always need to practice a life of directly receiving guidance through the spirit world like this. When we live sincerely, God will definitely intervene and guide us. Today, we learn many things, right? I think one of the important things is the you know, attitude of the, our mindset. God is working through our attitude of the mindset, especially attitude of Shojong. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you, Dr. Young. Thank you. Hyojong. Uh, Hyojong. That's right. We always come back to that word, Hyojong, not just to, you know, to God, to true parents, but to each other, to our brothers and sisters as well my key takeaway from today and now we're going to go on to our living testimony this week we're still in sub-region two might be actually the last day for sub-region two um, and we'll be hearing from our co-htm coordinator reverend matthew goldberg sharing on his experience in las vegas so i'd like to welcome up reverend goldberg okay good morning everyone can you hear me yes we hear you good now let's see if I can find my slides. Can you see that? Yes. Okay. Just need to, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, slideshow. Right. 
So my journey to attend the Chung Shim Wan began when um, Reverend Chung came to Washington, D.C. and gave a very moving and stirring explanation of uh, how we can connect with God more deeply by coming to Las Vegas and staying at the house that true parents stayed at in, in Las Vegas. And I remember that house because uh, I've been there a few times when father was still alive and attended father and mother in that house directly. Actually, I had a few interesting words of exchange with father in which he uh, both praised me and scolded me, which is typical. Anyway, I just have very fond memories of the, of the house and the experiences with true parents. And uh, the minute I set foot inside the house, I actually heard a voice, I believe the voice of God, that said, welcome home. It was Father actually saying, you know, you're home. This is your home. Um, you're welcome here. And that, that was just a powerful experience that struck my heart. I was very grateful to be home. And um, also, well, the the compound, I guess you could call it, it's, it's a walled compound, gated uh, area. And the, the house has been insulated. It's been modified a bit so that uh, you can have prayers at any degree you want. You can pray very loud and the neighbors won't hear you. Nobody will call the police or anything like that. So um, anyway, it's beautiful. And it, this is just a picture I took at night because there was a full moon. And you can definitely experience the God of day and the God of night at this place. So I would urge you and encourage you to go. Um, the Accommodations are wonderful. Um, here's a picture of the brothers' accommodations. You can see their, you know, lavish accommodations here with plush beds and uh, European-style comforters on the beds and an extra blanket in case you get cold. It was really quite comfortable. And uh, here I met my brother from another mother, Serge Brousseau. And people have commented that Serge and I look a lot alike. Serge is from Canada. I'm from Maryland, but uh, it, was, it was really nice to meet people that uh, I had only seen on the screen before. So Serge and I became good friends, and um, we shared a lot about the experience together. So this is one of the high points of the experience, I think, that you can have is you meet brothers and sisters that you might not know, you might not have seen for a long time, or brand new, and, and that's exciting. Um, Andy Compton, among others, gave lectures. Uh, also, um, I'm so bad with names. Uh, <laughs> I think it was Kambashi that gave uh, some really deep history of father lectures. I didn't get too many pictures of him. But Andy Compton talked about our physical life and our spiritual life. And you know, he's just very relatable. And um, all of the lectures and all of the presentations were relatable. Uh, there was a lot of opportunity for Q&A interaction. Um, sometimes Mr. Ota would gather everybody in a circle. So it's not your typical um, traditional old-fashioned divine principle, you know, sitting in rows all the time. And it's just a little more flexible and more relaxed, which I truly appreciate. Um, so there was a lot to learn there. Uh, Tom McDevitt attended. He got the inspiration suddenly that he just needed to come. 
And so it was really good to relate to Tom just as a brother. We've known each other for a long, long time. And I think you can see a picture of uh, Tanya Edwards there from the side. And this is the prayer room, which has been arranged uh, really beautifully. It's, um, it's a model of the prayer room that uh, in the big hall, the prayer hall at uh, Chungpyeong in Korea. And uh, it's a spacious enough prayer room to hold 30 or 40 people. And by the way, we had 40 people, I believe, or maybe a little more than 40. And this was the largest workshop. It was the third, I believe, they've had since they opened the Chungcheon One in Las Vegas. And this was the largest one. So there's a very full feeling of a lot of people being there. And in this prayer room, we had many opportunities for prayer. Uh, what I learned while I was there, uh, one thing I think it's really important is resonance prayer. And I always had some difficulty with um, unison prayer because I'm a kind of a private prayer person. You know, I go out in nature and I, I feel God immediately. And, um, you know, it's a very personal thing for me. But uh, this idea of resonance prayers, some people call it shouting prayer, but it's really different than just yelling. And that's what I discovered. Um, Reverend Chong especially demonstrates this level. And I think. Um, Bishop Kim also, when they pray, um, they really pray with all their heart, and it's possible to pray loud. And the idea is that uh, by having this resonance of heart, where you really are calling out and longing for God, it cuts through the layers of negativity that often surround us like clouds. And so you resonate with the higher spiritual world, like a tuning fork. And um, I think that's an important thing to gain. It's something I learned. I had to open my mind to it. And the first time I really broke through with it, I just, you know, fell to my knees and just wept the way I did when I first came to God before joining our church. I really had an honest heart-to-heart -heart communication with God on a different level than the usual go for a walk in nature. And to me, that was very significant. It opened the door for repentance. Now, the other thing um, I learned or was reminded of is that the spiritual world is more real than the physical world. And some of you that have dreams frequently um, you know, can attest to that. But one reason the spirit world is more real is that it's eternal. In our physical world, we, we only last about you know, 80 to 100 years if we're lucky. And there are many other things that I learned there, but I cannot tell you now. Uh, we all graduated. Uh, by the way, the reason I say I cannot tell you now is I want to encourage you to go and find out for yourself. You'll have your own lessons that you'll learn. God shared some things with me that I think I still need to keep to myself until I accomplish them. So I don't want to say too much. But um, it's a place where you can learn what God's will is for you. I, I went with a lot of confusion in my mind and Reverend Sean spent time with me doing the ansu on my head and explained that it's really important to get rid of evil spirits that are, are interfering with our clear thinking. So anyway, um, we graduated. We got a certificate. Here's uh, Bishop Kim. Uh, that fellow in the middle there on the left-hand picture is uh, Brian O'Connor. And um, the amazing thing about Brian O'Connor is that, you know, I sat down with him at um, – at lunch one day, I saw this guy that he looked vaguely familiar. And I said, so what's your name? He said, Brian. I mean, it was kind of <laughs> not a very communicative guy. And so I'm thinking, okay, Brian. So my name is Matthew Goldberg. And he looks and says, you're not Matthew Goldberg. 
I said, yeah, I am. He said, you're not Matthew Goldberg. Matthew Goldberg taught me my first 21-day workshop in Seattle and uh, Whidbey Island. And so I realized that I had known this guy years and years ago. <laughs> and uh, when Glennis Klaus witnessed him and brought him to our, our movement, I did, in fact, give him the 21-day lecture. So it was great to see him there. And he's, I didn't even know what had happened to him, but I was so happy that he was still with us. He has a family, lives in um, um, Salt Lake City, Utah. And here's uh, Mari Curry's mother on the right graduating. So she is a really great sister, constantly serving people. So um, the fellow at the podium there was one of our lecturers. Um, sorry, his name escapes me right now. He's from Africa, really great brother. And that, oops, is about it. So thank you very much for listening. Please go to, to Chung Shim Wan, a seven-day workshop in Las Vegas. The next one is coming up in April, I understand. And if you have any questions you'd like to ask about it, um, I could answer them, things like transportation. We found if you schedule early enough, you can get a pretty cheap flight. I think it was about $200 one way and a little more the other way. Um, go directly with the airlines. Don't mess around with these uh, bundlers because they mess things up like Expedia and whatchamacallit. Um, Anyway, you can call me if you want to and ask questions, but I just encourage you to go. And thanks very much for listening. I hope this has been helpful. God bless you all. Have a great day. Thank you, Reverend Goldberg. That was very clear. <laughs> really appreciate just your clarity and in, in sharing your experiences and also not sharing what you feel you weren't ready to. Um, also, just the detail of, you know, even the exquisite accommodations that are made available <laughs> at the workshop. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, Zagri said the African brother's name is Andy Saba, Saba from Zambia.